Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And I'm Swizz. And uh, thank you for joining us. This is the horrible mid-buy round. It's absolutely anarchy. I don't even know if i got a full squad this week, boys. But before we go on, please do like, subscribe, follow us. SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Also, all the audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on the YouTube, Chris. Yeah, search for Supercoach Insider. And for tonight, I'm just going to give myself a bit of a plug before we move on to Swizzo, uh, but uh, I'll be uh, joining uh, the Jock uh, Reynolds podcast tomorrow for the mailbag. So hit them up as well tomorrow night. And if you want to uh, get any questions personally answered, then uh, hit up the mailbag. So uh, yeah, but uh, everything kicking off well. How are you going, Swizz? How was your, how's your team, buddy? Mate, team's good, mate. Listen to you branching out into other podcasts and that. Oh, uh, I got to, man, it's... because my team's so shit right now. It's just, it's all you know I've what? got. It's it's nice of them to to get the number two online occasionally, boys. <laughs> <laughs> ben, there's what, no way I did that weeks ben, ago. There's mate. no way you're number three. <laughs> hey, I'll take a number two on you in a second. Uh, I am having a nice little start off with the Splash Vodka. I've got to hit up Fab and see if we can get our man Swizz some lovely splashvodka.com.au. Uh, also some other things in the works as well, but we'll get onto that shortly. Now, pretty much I think the main topic for today and a lot of the conundrums kind of go around, is it worth burning two trades, three trades, who to get in to fill your side? Where are these premium forwards at? Oh, they have the buy. So what are you going to do if you need an upgrade? And kind of going around a little bit of the strategy on that, covering most of the sort of main topics for today. And then we'll get into our team specifics later in the week. Uh, I don't know about Swiss. Swiss, you'll probably do yours maybe on the Wednesday. I'm probably going to do mine I'm, Thursday because there's no relevant teams playing Thursday night. Boys, I might so. even do mine straight up <laughs> this, to be completely honest. And that I've got enough questions to fire up. So... You guys seem to get more listens because you go earlier, so I might try to fire mine up this week. Right, talking oh, about listens. Oh, Swiss, <laughs> no, Swiss Chris, you're, well, real... you've been on fire, Chris. So everybody wants ah. to see the the uh, the muscles there of yours, mate. But that's true. Um, to, talking about shout outs, uh, got stopped on the platform the other day by uh, Keith, who's been listening, and uh, he was telling me that he was at a, a get together, and they were talking about our podcast. Um, I think it was with Richard. And some boys there. So uh, to Keith and Richard, keep listening and thank you uh, so much. Um, uh, is his name really Richard or are you just like, oh, Keith Richard? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that Keith sounds Richard, about yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, mate, topic of conversation at, at get-togethers now. So I think that's pretty cool. Boys, we're party famous. Yes, People just party want to talk famous, about us. They, they just want to talk about us. They just want to, you know, be when they're about ambient. ten beers deep, and they, you know, yeah. it, the parties, the talk starts to get to. Oh, so who are you trading in tonight, boys? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's pretty. That's much. our claim to fame. That's it. I love pretty it. much. Now, um, I don't know about you boys, but I'm getting smashed with messages because it gets to that time of year where every, there's a little bit of uncertainty. Um, we can't reply to everyone, unfortunately. So it is one of those conundrums that we all faced with. But let's have a look at um, – now, it's hard with rookies because it is dependent uh, on who gets named. Now, for me, I'll take any rookie that's named this week. Give me three rookies. Anyone any that is actually rookie. named. Defender rookie. So, uh, was it Weir? Yeah. Um, where did he come from? Where did he go? Play round 13. That's all I care about. <laughs> uh, I don't need anyone beyond this week. I need some blood. I need some fresh paint on the field. I need someone there, a warm body, anybody. Uh, on my field. So I'm hoping Owens can also get named. I think he has a really good chance too, if you don't have him already. Chris lucked out there. I think you already held him the whole year. Lucked yeah? out. <laughs> Mate, I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew that this would be the time for Owens to shine. There you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, hello. These, these, these are the two little ones. This is Charlotte and this is Elizabeth for those playing at home. Chris has got a fan club. <laughs> Do you want to wave? Shout, shout um, out as well to my Who are they trading in this week? Girls, who are you trading in this week? I don't think they're playing super coach guys, but if they did, they would also be they're, trading in where? <laughs> actually, they're, they're trading They're trading Chris for a younger, taller, more attractive model. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Chris is Chris oh, is the stepping stone, I, I heard. I, they're looking for I a I told a you I'm type. up with eight and a half. Is that not good enough for you people? <laughs> 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 exactly right. 
That's just laying down. Um, so uh, <laughs> n- uh, just quickly, so I've actually kind of screwed myself this week, boys, because I, without unintentionally doing it, a few weeks ago, thinking I was being, you know, the Nostradamus of trading that I am, um, I accidentally left myself in a position where this week, the only rookies that I can bring into my team means that I actually have seven defenders playing. So I can't actually get the 19 players that I've got to be able to play um, onto the park. I can only get 18 because the 17th, the, 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 the 19th is on the, the seventh on the bench. So um, that's something that I think quite a few people will probably face this week with two of the defenders being, you know, probably dirt and probably where um, I already, already have Owen. So it's, you know, bringing, that doesn't help me um, with him obviously not being there. So, uh, yeah, um, that's the sort of dilemma that I'm facing is that any way that I look at it, any way that I slice it, the, the only defenders that I can bring in to, to free up cash and end with me getting seven defenders. There's no other way. Um, so unless I go to say a, the other option is bringing in say a Jai Callow or something like that in a different line. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty much screwed. Um, I, I had all these plans. They've just gone all up the wazoo. Stupid freaking Max Gorn just shafting me for a week. <laughs> Sent Darcy, just, Sean Darcy just absolutely Brilliant. killing me as well. I, I'm not happy this week, guys. I could tell you that. Um, Chris, it's six minutes in and you haven't said fuck with it in yet. So <laughs> oh, I want to, but there's also children running around. So I'm actually kind of, for the first time ever, I'm I'm actually holding my tongue. So The, the PG Chris, what I would pay to live in that world. Um, <laughs> I know you would. You'd love it. Dirt, <laughs> Durden is an interesting one because March Bank, I think, is now going to be named, I heard, whispers just before the podcast. Really? So yes. that makes it interesting. Durden might not even get a game this week, which would be absolutely painful. Um, well, not for me because he's not going to be fucking playing anyway. Oh, I should. Oh, I can't say fuck with it if I'll just drop it later anyway. See, PG Chris I'm doesn't sorry, exist. Honey. Um, yes. So, but uh, actually, I, I had a preface in the podcast on my, I don't know if you actually uh, you know, watch my team podcast every now yeah, and then. Yeah, Broncos. How dare you wear a Broncos shirt? I did. Oh. Yeah, no, I was so sick last week. Thank you, Melbourne, for giving me like the worst sickness. Six da- six nights in a row I had fever and I just sweated out the sheets, bed sheets. It was not, not fun. Um, anyway, yeah, it was disgusting. Um, so br- bringing in someone is going to play at basement price. I think he's probably the next next move in that sort of situation. So um, Charlie Dean is one that I'm looking at as someone that I think he plays in the second he's available. Uh, Jai Callow, again, you know, someone who's definitely going to be playing this uh, this season that you can bring in. So if they're not going to impact the numbers that you have on field, then there's every ability to bring in a non-playing player that has a potential or... You could obviously go for the non-playing ruck in Tickle if you didn't already bring him in. So there's a yeah. couple of options there. That's a good strategy. If you have 18 this week, then Dean and, and these other players is definitely a good shake because they will free up maximum cash and also likely play this year. If you are like me and have maybe 14, 15 players and you need to use three to four trades of active players, and that's kind of not really my deal this week. Um, also the other one, um, sorry, is Carmichael as well. Sorry, from the Pies, because I think... Um, uh, so McRae actually said that he expects him to play the back half of the year. Um, so that was a pretty big rap for a guy that he just said once he gets up to speed with the game plan, the system, etc. So what do we call that, guys? Two, three weeks? Like, yeah, what's, uh, I like how you're arguing my point about that last week. That you were like, yeah, he's well, no freaking chance, and I'm like, mate, I, I, I'm telling you, big raps on this kid. I'm more when you're winning, mate. When, I know you don't understand this, mate, but when you're winning, you know, you sort of have a best <laughs> winning too that it's really hard to break into. <laughs> no, no, but that, that's why I'm surprised you're saying Charlie Dean because as much as yeah, he's he's you know that mature age and whatever, but you're winning. Like, what changes in your yeah, backline? The, the the big difference though is if you look at the guys that we've been playing. Like for example, last week we uh, this week we played Hawthorne. They only had the one big, really. In oh, they've got the two bigs, but they were playing basically one tall short um, because they're out of ruckman. So they're not at all. They weren't playing tall. They were really only playing with the one tall four, which was Mitch Lewis, um, and Cosy obviously was chopping in and out of the ruck. So they're they're sort of one tall short forward, uh, tall forward short, and the same with Carlton the week before. So we're we're winning because you know they really only have um, Kernow and not Mackay. Like if they're playing both of those spearheads we really struggle for height. So when we start coming up against guys like Geelong or any of the guys with two key forwards or Brisbane, if they ever get their shit together, 
um, we're really going to struggle. And that's where Charlie Dean's going to need to be playing because we're going to struggle against those bigger forward teams. So um, we've just been lucky the last few weeks that we haven't had to do that. So Can I also give a, a quick a quick little mention? Don't forget that, you know, because it's one of those situations where, not one of those things, one of those situations where you kind of get midway through a round and sometimes you forget that you can actually reverse trades. Because I had that last week and I brought in Owens to free up some cash and I was looking at a few things and I was like, looking at it going, geez, these rookies sucked. Like how they started the round with some poor scores. And I'm like, hang on, I traded Roses this week. I'm like, how can I get Roses back in my side? And it didn't cost me any more trades. I think I went Hayes down to the rookie, which I knew was going to hurt me a little bit this week. Um, I didn't get English. I got Sicily, which will be in my team pod. But I realized I could bring Roses back in. And didn't I get kissed on the absolute D because he outscored English, which is absolutely <laughs> like the biggest fluke you could think of. Like, hey, Roses, oh, you know what? You can Get me better than a 33, mate. Let's take those points. And for him to bang out an 83 makes it extremely difficult. So don't forget that you can actually try and work your way in. Uh, it doesn't have to be a like-for-like like as who you went out and back in, but you can sort of try and rearrange your your team on the fly, which I think is really helpful and beneficial. So don't forget. It probably and, and some people may need to do that this week with the, obviously, Thursday night games, but uh, Friday night lockout is when we find out Sunday teams. So depending on how you want to, you know, work your team and do your trades. If you do them before the weekend, you might find that Ware's not named, for example, on Sunday and then have to reverse it out. So, um, yeah, be aware of how to do that this week. But the sure. good news is Richmond and Port Adelaide are literally irrelevant for standard at yeah, the moment. Pretty much, what, yeah. what do you have, Short and Butters? Like, yeah, or, maybe or Houston. Houston, yeah. Houston Boke, if, you, you know, if you're really upset. Hayes, um, Tickle, but that's not... Pretty well yeah. irrelevant. You're well, right. Hayes, yeah. maybe, but as yeah. far as trying to bring in players, I don't think players, they really yeah. have anybody or even a premium that you're kind of like, hey, I really need a Dusty Martin and he's 92 average right now. Um, yeah, so I think that's, it's definitely an interesting situation. If now, I wanted a 92 look- average, I'd just bring in Ryan. Or Cornelio. I've already got Cornelio averaging me 92. So that will do me. Now, let's have a look at the people that had to buy last week premiums. We'll go through defense, midfield, probably ignore forwards because there's, what is that, Butters, Canelio, Toby Green, like there's nobody uh, that's a forward with the first buy round that's actually any decent. Um, defensive line, I'll get your boys' thoughts as to the maybe three people in defense and three midfielders you're looking to bring in. Now that could be based on their average and you might have to pay up price and also try and include a discounted player on someone who you think is definitely worth a shake and it's going to be a nice cheap point of view where you think they might actually average well enough coming home um well you going first I, I i suppose i will but um when i when it's when we do do that you have to bed hun <laughs> sorry um yeah so I, I will go through but I'll, I'll say i'll preface this by saying a lot of the value options that i'm looking at are guys that are coming off later buys not necessarily these buys because Right now with these buys, I think most people are pretty cashed up. Like you're looking for best available. You're not necessarily looking to take a discount option unless it's one just absolutely screaming from the rooftops. So from defense, I think we've all pretty much already got them. But if you don't have Hewitt, if you don't have um, Doherty, and if you don't have Sinclair, those are the ones you'd be looking at. But Sinclair for me is the one that like I've got an option to get this week if I want to sideways someone <coughs> with an... <coughs> with an um, <laughs> but... I'm also then like, well, do I want Witherden or do I want Stewart? Like, is is it going to really hurt me this week to wait one week and just get Stewart instead? Um, and that's the things you got to weigh up based on, you know, what cash you've got this week, what trades you've got coming in, what rookies are available to actually get. Um, so there's quite a few different like, scenarios there that need to play out. But I think that those are the three in the back line that if you don't have, you, you desperately need. Like... Um, but yes, it's the one that's sort of a question mark is probably Stuart. I, sorry, it's probably Sinclair. I think that the first two in Doherty and, um, uh, and Hewitt are Hewitt. kind of a priority. Yeah. So if you don't have those guys, I think you'd absolutely need them. Sinclair is interesting for me. 562,000. So it's, you're paying kind of what you expect. He's averaging 113, really inflated that average. He went 138 against Adelaide, 140 against North, obviously no steal. Absolutely tailing up. Now, the issue I have is they play Brisbane twice coming home. Uh, Brisbane, Essendon, Sydney, Carlton, Fremantle, Dogs. 
not the easiest run, a little bit easier West Coast. But then even to finish in round 21 to 23, Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney. Like I'm not entirely sold on Saints fixture coming home. And he has definitely towed up some weak opposition this year. So uh, 135 against Hawthorne, which, you know, I think they were kind of doing okay. Uh, but on the plus side, he's only had two scores under 100. And there was an 83 and an 85. So his ceiling is actually, his floor is good. And his ceiling is good. He's probably the bane of my existence where I probably should have brought in a Sinclair, but I haven't. And he's absolutely killing it for those that have him. Kind of got Swiss, kissed though, didn't he? Like, don't you reckon he got oh. kissed a little bit? Because, I mean, he, he had the first, like, what, five weeks or so where Zach Jones wasn't in there. They didn't have a full midfield. They had heaps of injuries. So he was filling in that midfield spot. Then they all came back. He got pushed behind the ball. I think he had one good game where he, he went well in defense. And then the other two were the, in the 80s. And then, bang, Jack Steele goes out for six to eight weeks. Then he go, jumps back in the midfield and starts going bang against shitty teams. Like, he's kind of I, – I, I don't know how storm. to – like, yeah, it is a perfect storm. And so that's why I'm sort of like, is it a perfect storm you jump on and ride it? Or is it going to be, say, like a, a Darcy Cameron, for example, where it's going to be good for the next month, jump on, ride it while you can, and then just trade out of it when you can as well? Like, is there – is that the situation? I'm actually really conf- confused about that. And I don't know. And I suppose that's why I'm just like, well, for 570K, if I'm not certain that I'm going to be keeping him, like, I, do I really want him? Like, I don't know. Like, I, It's I, almost I, like trap written all over it. If they get a full complement of their side, he could easily go back to averaging you sort of 80 to 100. Uh, yeah. I, I don't and, mind him. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to diss anyone that's going there because knowing my luck, he'll absolutely tail it and go 115 coming home. Oh, but, this is my, um, my luck. Is this? I'll trade him in. He'll start tanking for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. and then in four weeks' time, I wonder why I didn't get Stewart again. This that's literally what's happened. Don't get me started on Stewart right now, mate. <laughs> oh, so, Smithy broke him. How did two you? minutes before well, the game? Yeah. Two minutes. So our A League <laughs> chat put it up there. English versus Stewart. Everyone convinced me to go Stuart Owens and that. And I was like, yeah, you know what? But I was all weekend. No, no, no. I'm not going to trade. I'm not going to trade. I'm going to back in Hinge, playing the Eagles. Why wouldn't I back him in? And that, bring in Stuart two minutes to go. And then I watch Hinge get 83. And friggin' Stuart gets concussed. 39C. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, get anyway, I'll, I'll answer your question, Benny Boy. So yes. as I've said in previous pods, my old strategy is this. It depends on what you play for head to head versus overall and where you're ranked. So if you're back with me, like 4,000, you might be trying to make some more moves. If you're up near the top, you're trying to keep more steady with um, everyone else. Uh, so, so that comes into account. I try to ignore season averages. I kind of look at your last three to five weeks and then your fixture coming home because realistically, we're not looking for the person top eight or top six, you know, overall for the season. We're looking them for just these 10 weeks. So there's somebody with a good draw, and we've seen in the past some people might only end up finishing 15th overall, but this last run home, they might get on a run, especially in the defense or the forward line, and and they can be worthwhile. So um, a couple names I'll throw out there, as much as he's a bit of a whipping boy, but Dan Houston has to be considered. Um, I know he's not, not been the most friendly option for us three, in the past, but has averaged 115 for the last three, has a great role there at Port Adelaide. Um, and it's one for if you are playing even head-to-head, they've got the Bombers, I think, in the Supercoach Grand Final. So if you're going to be in that sort of contention, um, but there is some tougher games for there, um, but that might not even worry Houston so much with that role he plays on the outside. Uh, Perryman's been actually going really well as um, since Whitfield's, um, being moved forward and then um, the way McVeigh's been playing him. So um, I think with their, some of their draw that they have, about starting off with North Melbourne this week, if you kind of wanted a pod, um, the natural ones, you know, your Doherty's, your Shorts, especially if you don't have Jaden Short, but there's a bit of a worry with that role in the midfield. He's not getting that kind of loose ball. So, yeah, if, you, if for whatever reason you don't have Doherty or Hewitt, get them. But, yeah, Perryman and uh, Houston might be a couple outside pods there that no one will have. And if the, if you're chasing and you're sort of ranked outside that 5,000, they might be too worth getting on. Yeah, Houston's interesting. He has a high ceiling, but also bottoms out a lot. He's had, what, six scores out of 11, pretty much in that sort of 80 to 90 range. So you know you're going to get at least an 80 from him. 
Uh, no. But he has had 139, 144 in his side. So he could win you a league matchup any week. Uh, Sinclair's been more consistent with only two scores below that sort of 100 mark. So if my he could with, continue to back it up, it's interesting. My problem with Houston is that he's a he's basically their Mr. Fix-It. And if, like I had obviously, I started him last year. Same thing happened. When he has the role, he can score. Absolutely, he can score. But too often, he's just the guy that they go to to win a game. He's the guy that goes to, oh, they need a shutdown player. He's going to go tag. He's going to go behind the ball. He's then going to go to a wing. Like He's he's kind of like Dawson. And this is why I don't like Dawson either, is that Dawson's role gets changed every second week. He's changed around and flipped My, around. And yes, they're guys that can score in multiple roles. I Yeah, I get what but, you're going with that. And I, and I agree more now that they've got Lockie Jones and Bryn Jones and all those halfbacks, it makes it a little easier for them. But I think they already know Amon's leaving. So they're more likely to keep Houston on that wing role and back him in because they know Amon's out the door come the end of the season. Here's my issue. It depends on if the opposition are giving him any attention. When he played Brisbane, literally he was killing them forward of center and actually hitting the scoreboard and having a huge impact. If Someone's letting him do whatever they want. They will look for Houston, and he is really damaging, more than I ever thought in my life. But forward of center, he is someone you can't just let have a free run. You just can't let him have it. So if the opposition opposition give him time and space and they don't care, he will bang out the 120s, 130s. If someone actually plays on him, I don't think he's that great to be able to you know, absolutely dominate someone that's actually on him all the time. So from, from um, I think that's where the fluctuation is. If I just just if I was like managing or you know recruiting for an AFL team, if I was up the top end, I'd want Houston so much in my team. If you were more oh, yeah. a lower team, he, you'd he want fixes so many problems it because you, right? he does. And as you said, his his position inside fifty is absolutely elite. Yeah. Right. So uh, for me, I think Sicily is one that I think if you don't have him. I wouldn't even mind trying to get – like, I know he had that poor round, so you'd probably wait till after the buy if you could, but I'd, I'd still pay up the money. And the reason, again, number one, it was a bit of a wet game. He It was a bit on and off, right? But oh, their man. run home is Dude, so good. He their did, run home he did is absolutely nothing good. and still, he still shut in a, a 98, didn't he? It's he perfect, was, though. He he was arguably one of their worst players in the day. He's disposed – like, he basically yeah, – I'm guessing he gets, this, gets, gets away with this most weeks. But he's just like, oh, well, I'll just roost the ball up downfield. And because it's obviously a wet, wet game, he was just like, oh, well, long kicks. And they were it, not necessarily – a lot of them were clanger kicks, obviously, as well. But it, because they go long, they don't hurt you as much as a short clanger click or an uncontested disposal. Um, and he's just sagging off. I, I think he, a, lot, a lot of the time he was played on Mason Cox or, you know, like, obviously he's going to get completely dominated. But in the past – when he's played on those, you know, those quite tall marking tools, he he's quite serviceable. Um, but he got he got killed on the weekend. Like he yep. was not anywhere. So no. yeah, I, he was I at, out the back was... of contests a bit, yeah. but they kind of didn't get to him. But have you seen their draw though? They after Freeman on the dogs, who are probably you know quite competitive. Dogs don't have the great forward line, so he could probably do well there anyway. GWS Adelaide West Coast North Melbourne Saints Gold Coast. Like Sicily will probably absolutely have an absolute field day against some of those more inexperienced forward lines. Um, I just think if there's someone that you don't have, I know it sucks, but you know, Sicily at that price and I've been avoiding him like the plague. Uh, that's why I also think Tom Mitchell's a pretty good shake for 480,000. I know it sucks because Tom Mitchell gets 30 touches <laughs> and doesn't even get a super coach ton, which is painful. But again, when you look at, you know, GWS let Lockie Neal go absolutely ham, Adelaide, West Coast, North Melbourne, Saints and Gold Coast. Titch could average 115 through that sort of period. No, and not in his role. I think he could. Not, I think not he could. With his role. I, I know, I know that. But I'm saying is in at that price for defence. For me, the one shake that I don't actually mind. Now it's definitely left field. If you have say someone like Dacos and you can wait a little bit, then uh, Salem's going to drop some absolute cash, boys. Now I know he didn't do that well. He got 83. D's got flogged on the back end of the uh, after half time, right? But I think it was on about 63 around halftime or before that. He absolutely dominated the start of the game. Maybe they managed his minutes, maybe they didn't, but he did get injured on a five in round one, right? So basically coming after that bye, I don't mind if you have like a little bit of a swing play or you're looking for like a little bit of a loophole and being able to throw Hewitt into that midfield or something, but he will be so cheap. I think he's predicted to drop 66,000 with a break even of 216 at the moment. So... 
Um, he could be 400 flat. I don't mind it as a, as a, if you're really struggling, you have no cash and you have one position that's really late. Um, Salem's a guy that can I average actually, 100 flat. Like you say that, but I mean, really, I prefer from the same team, I prefer Stephen May, who's also going to be dropping some a, a ton of cash over the next couple of weeks. He's been dropping and, other people too. Yeah, dropping- and he <laughs> dropped, dropped, dropped a lot of cash at the pub for sure. <laughs> So he's obviously him and, him this, and Frederick having a good night out. <laughs> right. For well, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Stephen May has been suspended for a week by the club because he uh, he's in concussion protocols and went out and got drunk and hit his teammate. Apparently, so so the, uh, the altercation apparently was over. For how this even comes up, this is the rumor saying about May getting into Melshkin for not being part of the Premiership side. And it's just like, what the... So when banter turns serious, boys, I, right. I disagree. I sent them an email. They were very, no, no, they were very nice and they were very um, <laughs> responding and, you know, trying to be the, the right thing. The PR was going crazy. And apparently, boys, it happened just after midnight. And apparently Stephen May was fucking with his wordle. And that's it. He wasted some of his wordles and uh, he didn't like it. So that's that's it. <laughs> Story finished. Makes sense. All right. Well, um, now Not I know that they, person, right. I do know that Melbourne obviously had a pretty easy run coming into the bye, but um, he obviously oh, came, his cap, they lost his, two games. No, in terms of like the matchup, so they they've already played you know Gold Coast, they've already played West Coast and North Hawthorne, etc. GWS, they've already played a lot of the Essendon, uh, a lot of the shitter teams, right? So. Um, and he scored quite well against them. He was averaging 97.4 before the 15. So, you know, as a guy that's probably, he's going to get what he's, I think he's priced right now at 435K mm. with a break even of what 153. Is 153. So he, he's going to drop to 400K. So if you're desperate for cash and you need a D6 and you, you can wait one, like two weeks, then that's the guy. 100%. Like, I, 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 and it seems. Wasn't he everyone's lord and saviour last year as well? Yeah, two years ago, mate. That's when I – was it two years or three? Like I made my big run. It might have even been last year when I got him and he just went on an absolute heater. And then yeah. and, and like people just cursing me because I'm like, yeah, now Stephen May, mate, just get on. <laughs> so – and I think that he's the barometer really of that side. Like they look lost without him. Absolutely shot. So I wouldn't be surprised if Colin would roll them. I mean, you know, they're coming in hot, you know. <laughs> Three on the trot. Da- Grundy who? Like, yeah, I like, remember oh, saying that earlier. Don't even week. get me started <laughs> on camera. How have you not traded Grundy already? Like, where's the mid-season trade period? You know, you know, it's like, your bags, mate. You know what I love about about Darcy Cameron is that uh, Ben's wanted him for so long, and then two weeks ago he's like, he's like, <laughs> oh, should I go? And I'm like, nah, don't do it because Cox is going to be playing primary ruck. In that game, he goes 93. <laughs> And the next day, he goes 129. It's so good. Actually, I think I was going to trade out Butters for him last week to get the extra number for this week or something or other. Anyway, I'm not quite sure what I was going to do there. But, hey, let's let's move on to the midfield and something relevant more than Cameron, who's an absolute fucking Muppet. <laughs> um, bane of my existence. Marshall and I, I'm, you're about, I'm about to bite here too, boys, because – you know, it's a painful topic. Now, for mid, midfield for me, I'm going 3-2-1 as far as people that I really want. And this is in order for me, boys. Parish number one for me over Walsh is my second. And then Merritt, if you need a discounted option. And I'm going to explain why. Merritt and Parish intertwined. People are sort of saying the difference between it. If trades are an issue, if I don't have sort of 13, 14 trades or whatever, or um, maybe if you only need one more spot to finish your team, then use the extra trade. If you have looks like you're having 17 this week, then obviously you would, you need the extra trade. So you'd have to go say merit, but parish boys, absolutely killing it at the moment. And when you have a look at their draw, right? So Carlton and saints this week and next, you know, obviously good opponents, West coast, Sydney lions, but coming into that home run here, boys, gold coast, Collingwood, North Melbourne, GWS, Port Adelaide. Like I just see that midfield parish. He doesn't have as many people sharing the points as Walsh does. Walsh is sharing the points with so many people, with Cripps and Hewitt and Doherty, uh, all these other good players that they have, right? And then Carlton actually have a little bit of a harder run sort of to come home. So I am a little bit concerned um, with uh, with Carlton and, and the sharing of points. Um, I still think Merritt can average 115 sort of coming home. But for me, Parrish, I think he's he's the real deal this year. Last year, I think people got upset and disappointed. He's not highly owned. He's only sitting in... I think it's around uh, 10% of teams. 
So for me, I'm spending up 625. I'm going Parrish over Walsh, and he's going to absolutely light this world on fire, boys. Um, well, I don't think you can really go wrong with either, to be completely honest. Um, That's fair. I don't think so it true. really matters. But, um, and, and I mean, if I am, and so having said that, for the reasons that you have already said, I've also gone with Parrish um, after continually not talking about Walsh. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. I love Walsh. Yeah. So yeah. I think everyone could see if you, I mean, look at his scoring profile, for example, I think he's only, he's only had one score below a hundred for the year. And that was in round one was, Oh no, he had another one um, round two. Sorry. I should say um, he still looks like he, he, like being at the game again last week, like he's everywhere. Like every time someone put like, I'm like, Oh, who did that? Oh, Walsh. He's just, he's absolutely everywhere. He's just a huge work rate. So I, I don't mind it. Um, and but you are right in that he is sharing points with a lot of guys in that midfield. Um, Kennedy is, I assume, due to come back again. Um, so yeah, they're going to have to continue to share. The draw for them is not as good as it is for Essendon. Essendon have a much easier draw. Uh, Parrish is the number one midfielder at Essendon, so he's going to get the lion's share of the points. Uh, and Merritt is number two, so I don't mind Merritt. But if you if you're tossing up between the two why would you want the second best midfielder in the team? That doesn't make any sense to me. You've got to go for the number one. It's true, right? <laughs> mm. Swizz, where do you stand? Yeah. Do you think Josh Kelly's a good shake? North yeah, Melbourne well, this mate, week? We'll, we'll get into that one in a second. But Ooh. my argument is it's two trades versus three trades for me. So it's two trades sack oh, yeah. merit or three trades Parish Walsh or wait a week Mills. Um, and, they're, and they're the three discussions. Like Mills has a really soft period there where I think it's Adelaide Giants, North Melbourne. I think they've got some other shit team or Essendon in there as well. So we know what he's been doing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's how much do I want that extra trade versus how much would I prefer the better premium? And, and, and I think there's, there's a validity there as well to, and this is a sort of does plug straight into my team is that like I can get Paris this week, but I actually need two mids. So my option was I was going to go both the double with uh, Parish and Merritt, but because I can only trade in a defender, I can't actually get those two mids into my team. It's just, it's ridiculous that I can't do that. Um, but for whatever reason I can't. So therefore my best next best option is Callum Mills. So if I have to wait a week for a mid, I'm not going for the same price. I'm not, if I like, you've got the same price as Mills or Laird versus a Parish and a Walsh, I'm probably taking Mills and Laird ahead of Parish and Walsh. But the extra week that they'd be able to play for you does bring that into consideration, particularly yep. if you can do that this week. So Merritt, I can understand if you want to, if you need to get him on this week and you're not, especially if you don't have 18 players, like, like yeah, over and above, wanna, that's most important. That's what I want to talk about. So particularly if if you need that extra trade to fill 18, that that, that 18 points, because you know whatever they score this week is going straight into your bank. More importantly, it actually then comes into factoring as far as averages for the rest of the year as to whether it's worth it, particularly for overall. So if you say, right, I was going to play 17 and go parish, it's like, well, hang on, no, you're better off going merit, getting another premium in to fill that 18 spot because if they score 100, then that's like the other person scoring 10 points more per game for the rest of the year, mm. right? That 100 points over 10 games is 10 points. So it's like, well, will Merritt, will Merritt get within 10 points of somebody else for the next 10 rounds? Well, yes, I think he would. Who's going to average you 125 for the rest of the year if he goes 115? So that's where it kind of does play into it. The, the factor is in why wait a week if you can get a premium now. And if you're going to play with a donut, then it's even more imperative that you try and get, if you can't get a rookie into free up cash for next week, because that subsidizes obviously that average, but a donut, you go for a premium and whatever that premium is going to get you, there's no point in saying, oh, hey, um, I can afford merits, but I'm going to cop a donut and I'm going to get um, Callum Mills next week. It's like, okay, well, is Callum, you know, if Merritt goes 115, is Mills going 125? Maybe. But then it still just evens out. Like it's literally those points matter for, for the rest of the year. Yeah. And, and I think that and can't be on, underestimated. Further on that, Ben, that's where, say, Clark, who might have another 50 to 70K to make, if I move him on for that extra cash to get Parrish, not only am I going Parrish over Merritt, which might be an extra 10 points a game as it is, but this week that then takes 
say, Connor McDonald as my 18th guy, possibly off the field for the rookie that's coming in for him. And that could be an extra 20, 30, 50 points this week as well that, as that. So The only negative to that is, of course, that I would argue that Clark is probably most people's M9 right now and for the foreseeable future. So The um, points don't matter. No, well, what I mean by that is if you get an injury for a one-week injury or something like that or a suspension and he comes into your midfield, yeah, what are you – who's your other M9 or who's your other you know, bench cover that you're going to be able to do for that week? How many points is that going to cost you? So you do have to – I mean, there is a little bit with that in that I think Clark's pro- arguably the best you know, midfield rookie to hold us for the rest of the year. He's got the best job security and arguably the best scoring profile, even though his scoring has been pretty damn bang average. Um, it's, well, he it's, improved his like CBA and got on the wing, but the issue was it was just bypassing him. The team was yeah. getting center bounce clearance and going, see you later, wing. Um, uh, West Coast are disagree. an absolute rabble right now, honestly. Oh, for I, sure. I, and I, the, at least at the start of the year, they were kicking around the ball in defense and getting with it in some points. Now they're just like, ah, oh, nah, screw it. <laughs> Sorry, Swizz. Touching on what Chris was saying quickly, the consideration is, is that this year we've had, again, really good scoring rookies as far as making cash, Mid uh, mid prices going big and and even like Brody staying a keeper and Cornelio around the mark. Uh, this is one year more than any that if you have the trades, you should be able to push Cornelio Butters loophole. That's what I'm planning on doing and trying to have them. So that way, if I do have a short-term injury, a one-weeker or a two-weeker, I can then swing them into the midfield, cover that gap. And if it's a longer-term injury, then I'm using those trades that I have left to get rid of them. Um, it is definitely a the type of year where you should be able to kind of push one of your players to an F7, M9 compared to any other year that I can remember playing for years. I was doing you that, and then Bailey Smith went and heard about it somewhere. So <laughs> you guys oh, that's, that was soft too. That's two weeks. I think it was one of those situations where um, it looked bad for the game and they didn't want to contest it, and he kind of just took his punishment. But I don't think that's worth two weeks. And – he was in there in his face, kind of leaning towards him the first time to kind of actually instigate a little bit and antagonize him. And yes, Bailey Smith got carried away, but I think also, you know, he was leaning to, he was kind of leaning towards him as he did the whole bloody little bit of extra mayo. And the fact that he had a little mark on his head definitely went against him, but that's a one week for me. So it's, it's it just frustrating it from a super coach perspective oh, because for sure. Um, I mean, the one, the one thing you is have to trade the, him, right? You have to. Have there's to no, trade there's him. no way around it. Like you can't. Is is not only is he. Uh, uh, I mean, the the benefit is that you get to trade him to someone who's going to score your points this week. It's the and one next benefit. Week. Um, and and next he's week. he's actually at a decent price, but he's he's going to drop now in cash. So you, you're better off. Like I'm definitely better off trading him, and then he's now my. I'm sure I'll probably get him back from Darcy Cameron when Grundy comes back. Like it's. It's just so – I've never been more frustrated in – like the last two weeks of Supercoach, I've just – oh, I'm so so frustrated right now. How'd that Max um, Gorn go? I didn't quite see the game. Anyone oh, mate. Did you see the game? I, like, <laughs> considering – I watched until halftime, watched the second half because I work at 2.30 a.m. Sunday morning. So I watched it to halftime and then watched it when, when I got home on Sunday. Well, what was the logistics on not getting Gorn, Chris? It's he he doesn't go big and he hasn't gone big the last two years. And he, yes, he's had a shit, you know, period of about three weeks. But oh, before dude, that and after that, the bookends are the biggest scores he's had in like is, two years. This is this is John Longmire's fault, and there's there's no one else except Horseface, because this is what their game plan was: kick it long to Gorn. That's what it was. And you know what? The reason why they did that was because there was no Stephen May. If Stephen May's in that team, there's no way that that's their game plan continually pummel the ball forward and Max and Max Bourne just won. He's the only guy back there taking anything. Like that was all they did. Just kept kicking it straight to Max Gorn. I couldn't believe that it actually worked. Like got, what the fuck got, was that? You actually in a way got a little lucky because Gorn missed a goal late in that quarter, in the last quarter as well. So he could have not only, he could have kicked four for the night and probably gone like 230, 240. When like, he, after, after I knew my night was shit after he received a fucking handball in the forward line and fucking snaps it on his right foot and it's bending through <laughs> like he's like he's Peter Dacos or something. I was like, what is this guy? Like, come on. It's obviously not my week. But the flashback against, the flashback stat, against he, Geelong, no? How's the stat Heath Shaw was talking about this week that he's never done a bounce? Yeah, no, that's crazy. Guaranteed, guaranteed he's out on his own this week on the wing and he bounces the ball. 
He's probably at, he's probably at training. Everyone's practicing, you know, marking and kicking, and yeah. he's there going right. So I know I'm tall. So if I bend my knees, and I'll just yeah. bounce. Like it's a bounce. So. It's just a bounce. It's like a tip of the cap, like <laughs> so. Um, you can't yes. not mention midfielders without mentioning your man, Josh Kelly, mate. I know he's been he, on a heater and North mainly and North, North Melbourne, Melbourne this week. week. He, like two hundred, he's double ton before. It's not out of the question. Like North. Do they put time into him or they just can't? Like, can they, as bad as the Giants are going, in front of, what, 1,500 people at Marvel this Sunday, it's going to be an absolute flogging. Uh, so he's, um, his last three weeks, he's gone 156, 125, 131. Um, and well, two of those teams an 80, were against Carlton and Brisbane. An 85 in round eight against Geelong, yeah, but, but even then uh, a 153 against Adelaide. So when you look at Adelaide and West Coast and – uh, he's he's yeah, but that's the, the difference, problem, mate. The problem, mate, guys, is that it's was the same that, price as everybody else, right? Like, yeah, but that that how do you was justify that. Yeah, but that was Leon Cameron days, the eighty-five. Think of this is McVeigh time now, and that he's in the guts, backed in back where he. I don't know if you can trust be. anyone that's paid for Essendon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Oivey. Uh, look, at the end of the day, I, I love Josh Kelly. So I really hope that that pick works out. And I, I, I applaud anyone that does because I love Josh Kelly. But like you've got him, you've got Walsh, and you've got Parrish. And yep. I, there's no absolutely no merit outside of a flying shot in the dark that that is a better pick based on injury history, based on body, but like based on GWS. Like that's the not, still unknowns yeah. for the rest of the season. Like... I'm not like, paying six nineteen. Six nineteen for a guy averaging 113. No thanks. Josh Kelly can get in the bin. Like, He'll do well they, this it, week. Are they any chance of making finals? Because like, what, what are the chances that they just put him on ice like at no, round sixteen? Yeah, well, you know, like I don't, I, I don't know. All my head-to-head head opponents the last three role. weeks. All my head-to-head head opponents have had freaking jelly. <laughs> Wait till finals. You'll roll. You'll roll them. <laughs> Their yeah. draw is actually harder than a lot of the others. Because they're not the best side. I mean, no, uh, round round eighteen, Brisbane, Carlton, Sydney, Essendon, Dogs, Fremantle. Like they're not going to do well. No, that's but that's the other fact. thing. They're going to get beaten, but Kelly can just run around and do whatever he wants. Because who cares? Yeah. Nah, gonna, it's gonna, play the kids' them. time. Play yeah, the kids. Green, yeah, Green will start play racking the kids, up. and he'll, he'll still just rack up forty touches. <laughs> nah, old old man Kelly. I think you're getting a bit carried away, mate. <laughs> old man Kelly. Uh, interesting there. I am kind and, of holding out a slim hope that Travis Boak will get forward status in round 18. Mate, no, don't, don't. The, you, you're going the wrong Port Adelaide player there. You've got to discuss what, Ollie Wines. Yeah. No. Yes. This Ollie is when no. mate, he's run home. I'd rather talk year. about the Brownlow winner. Did the Clayton same Oliver. thing is that, last is that year, right? mate. Like he, he's run home for that, that Brownlow run and he's already started it. Like what's his last, like that. It's only just getting over that hundred, but. We know that he's going to play guts. If the Porter any chance, I, th- I think it, a lot of it depends on this week how they go about else. Because if they beat us, they're a um, they're still an you know chance of making finals. They don't have a good draw though. Sydney, Fremantle, Melbourne. So it's pretty much like a gap yeah. week. It goes Sydney, Gold Coast, Fremantle, GWS, and then it's Melbourne, Geelong, Collingwood, Richmond. I, I don't I don't see them making it to be honest. And I no, I don't think they. I like them make it, but. Yeah, I, I think he looking. can't be discounted. I, I Not like with the, the form Collingwood's in, guys. No chance oh. of making finals. Well, hey, oh, if we're going for outlandish uh, scenarios here, boys, hey, guess, guess what? If you wait until next week, boys, you can buy Isaac Heaney for the same price people got him at the start of the season. <laughs> 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 and he's still uh, look, averaging 100. We'll touch on, touch on a couple more mids, guys, but obviously not with the buy this week. But obviously, um, if you are, for whatever reason, a force to wait a week, then the ones that you need to be looking at is Mills and Laird. I think that's oh, a no-brainer. Um, no I think that they are clear and above the next best mids uh, outside of the top four or five guys. Um, I can tell you then, a hot fact, Chris. I'm bringing in Mills for Petraka next week. Yeah. So here's pay. the other one. So I'm getting so rid of him. He's gone. Petraka and Brasher, I think we've both – that that uh, fascination with, with them – uh, what can we say? Uh, Brayshaw, a bit of a downhill skier uh, at the moment based on his current output. Um, and Petraka, probably the same. You know, it starts coming up. I'm not sure. That he's he's obviously been sick and he's out of form, but he's also still someone that I think he's going to be 500K after this week. Like, yeah, he so, will be. Look, I mean, you could do a lot worse than having Petraka at M8. 
or maybe if you've got the the cash to put 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 him to M nine, you know, like there's he's definitely the guy that you want when he goes one thirty plus. So maybe he's a guy that he's a perfect M nine. So and he's cheap enough to do that. So I definitely think that there's validity in that. But again, you pay if if you're waiting a week, you're paying up. You surely have to pay up to to get the the big dogs. So um, yeah, Laird Mills, if you don't have them. Uh, I'd absolutely have you seen must. Mills? The rest have you them. seen the back end of the year for Sydney? It's so good. Yeah. Mm. Well, like oh, that's why round I'm, nineteen. I'm like, Adelaide. oh well, I I can't bring in someone this week. I suppose I'll have to get Mills next week. Like, dude, I'm Logan, really he's not upset about it. Up. Adelaide, mm. GWS, North Collingwood Saints. He's going to towel those midfields for the last six or oh, five weeks. It's ridiculous. Coming into finals, Mills is going to have at least because you know already. He is very serviceable. He has a really good base apart from that, what, one or two shit rounds he really threw out. But his ceiling is so good that the next time he goes 150 or something, you're going to hate life if he goes 180, 190. Every time it's I turn a bad. Swans game on, it's quarter to t- quarter time. Mills is already on 50. Mm. I'm like, what the f- Like yeah. He is a hot starter. And He's I'm just, I'm so sick of watching that every single week and being like, how do I not have Callum Mills? You know, what, and you know what happens in that game? Mills runs around for three quarters and dominates, and then he tags his mate Heaney and goes, oh, it's the last quarter. It's your time to get some points. Yeah, it's Every frigging week. <laughs> but then he just – that's what's great about Mills is that he just drops behind the footy then and then just takes some cheap, uncontested yeah. interceptors disposals, you know? Like, uh, like even when he went back behind the ball the other, the other week, he was just—he had that many points from spoils because he was the—he was the loose defender and intercept possessions. It was ridiculous. It's like, mm. okay, well, doesn't matter where he goes; he's going to be able to score. And we've seen that in his past; he can still score behind the football quite well too. So, yeah, look, I love so Callum. He's—he's he's one of those guys. Are... I'm already saying he's nearly the lock already for next year. One oh, more like year him, left in development. What's he going to be he, next year? Like 25, 26 years old. This yeah. the crazy part yeah. is that when you look at ownership, a lot of the top averaging mids aren't even highly owned. Laird only nine percent, Callum Mills fourteen percent, Parrish ten percent, Sam Walsh is only in seven percent. Is it like it's yeah seven percent? So when you look at like these guys, they're, they're top. They're it's top because everyone went six, early and got ta- all nine. their Brayshaws and uh, and Pachakas. Yeah, Green so. and everyone that was going well at the time. There's so much room for and so much scope to actually get these players in. The only ones I don't have in that top sort of 10, uh, Walsh and Mills. So it's, yeah, go nuts, boys. Fill your boots. Fill your boots, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And uh, look, obviously for um, Rucks, let's not talk about it because uh, we don't yep. need to talk about anything in the Rucks and especially not um, Sean Darcy because go fuck himself. But, well, um, so it, Wits might, versus Darcy? Wits versus Darcy. Somebody who, might have a take? Ruck issue in that. I don't know if anyone will. Uh, well, <laughs> Darcy should go big this week if he was rucking alone. And what? what okay, so one thing I did. It's Tabitha's fault. I, I know. Fault. But I thought that Lloyd would come in and play Tabitha's role, not come in and play a 50-50 ruck split with with Darcy. And that's what's thrown me, is that like Lloyd base, uh, Lloyd Meek basically came in and he was he, he's a good ruck, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, but but, you but have, He's a better ruck than forward and Darcy likes to drift forward and exploit. Darcy's a better forward than Meek is. And that was my comments earlier, like before they even played. They, was don't saying, kick, they don't even kick it to Darcy when he's playing forward. No. Well, well, yeah. I'd love to see what his time on ground. They were both. They were both in the sixties. They they literally sucked the life out of each other. Um, my concern stupid. with Darcy was that he he's a better forward than Meek is, and I thought that would impact him for the the week. Tabernard, when he's back in, then Darcy's going going large. So well, my whole um, thing was my whole thing for the week was that like Hickey was was he was Hickey a laid out last week? No, he was injured. I think was toe injured, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So, so he, he didn't so he play last out. week or this week. So yep. for whatever reason, I thought Hickey was playing, which I was like, oh, well, so Darcy's, um, Gorn's not going to play, uh, scored that well because Hickey's actually pretty good. And then um, I was like, oh, look, I'll probably take the one hit with Darcy. But then Darcy comes up against, this week they've got Hawks and they don't have a ruck. And then, or they're going to play that VFL ruck, potentially. Oh, Reeves, Reeves played, didn't he? Like, oh, yeah, Reeves, Reeves played. played last week. That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, dominated, him alone. Got dominated mm-hmm. by Mason Cox and, and he did. Oh, Dustin Cameron. <laughs> Cameron was yeah. so underrated. I yeah, hate if, it. Um, Liz, I'll, I'll throw it up because if you are wanting a ruck coming off his bye, what are your, are your thoughts about Nate the Tank? 
Oh, fuck off. No, I'm, no, but mate, I'm serious here. His last, his last three is averaging 125. His last five is 116. Uh, and he it's, has some soft ruck matchups. Like Port Adelaide, who's he, who's he rucking against this week? Sam Hayes. Sam Hayes. Like he's going to destroy Carlton's ruck. Yeah, that will. Uh, Darcy has Sam Hayes after the bye, and then uh, Carlton to turn to Coney. Yeah. And so, then then well. Nang's got West Coast ruck. Yeah. North Melbourne, like it's probably Cherry, and that like his next few games, and he's already gone his last three, like last four, one twenty one, one hundred eight, one thirty five, one thirty five. What's he priced at? Five fifty. Ooh, that's a little bit. Yeah, okay, that's not a bad shake. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking if you're, it's you're talking, about, oh, we're talking about rucks who have already had buys, <laughs> yeah, and you're talking about yeah. that extra ten points a week, ten points per game, yep, per game for a team that's going to be around the mark contending, and it's their captain. So, yeah, like yeah, if, you, if he, you're short and you don't have Hayes yeah, or something, then he, yeah, he that could, makes sense. He could go 110 for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's not not a bad shake. Sorry, Swizz, for swearing no, at you, mate. No, you, you bring good our, logic. I'll back and... our captain in. No, go, oh, is he your captain? <laughs> Fuck, you are in a bunch of shambles. Um, <laughs> Cochin is always the captain in my heart, yeah, mate. No, so it's Nate these days. Jesus. Either way, um, terrible. Where, 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 was he, where was he before? Where was he before? Sydney? No, where did he come yeah, from? Yeah, Sydney. Yeah, Sydney. Up Sydney. Man, Sydney, Sydney likes giving all Just their rucks to other clubs. Well, eh? Yeah, that's what I mean. They give all their rucks to other clubs. What a trade that was. And then they get Hickey, fourth club player. He, yeah. Who is a good player? Um, Thanks for that. They traded Archie Cameron and now they're playing Laddams. <laughs> yeah, I know three, who they what's got. Nank, a three-time premiership ruck now? Thanks, Swannies. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, okay, so final final shakeups here, boys. Um, what are we thinking? Forward line, you have to wait, right? If well, literally, I actually want to no talk there. about this because uh, I think the big talking point now is uh, – Everyone was Frank like, oh, with went. these dogs at round in round 14, right? That's what we want, all wanted. But now Bailey Smith's suspended, so you can't bring him in. And Bont's got a shoulder issue. So if you And most people have English. So are we getting any of these dogs? Or are we are we saying, look, just not worth it now? Or like, what's the go? Like, Why don't have are we going Bont, <laughs> well, bon- Bont and Pelly, I think, had some more CBAs this week. It's a, an AC joint, so he's been playing a little bit hurt. Even limping, I think Bontepelli is still a good shake for 100. Can we also shout out each other here, boys? All three of us talking about you know, English and how he's been dominating, but we did say be careful of Stanley because Stanley is a very good defensive ruckman, and we said that. And I know I still you know, punched English... the VC on him, though, because I couldn't oh. choose. Well, it wouldn't have mattered anyway yeah, because Laird I, I had Laird as my, as my VC or C. So I was like, oh, look, I'll take a punt on a Friday night dog. And I, I was like two minutes before bounce, I just went, ah, oh, well, I'll just throw it on English as a sort of a safety thing just in case he goes huge. Um, and then not not one of the dogs was even a valid VC selection. No. But, well, it makes um, sense because I had to take lead because it was a good enough score against you know West Coast. So I guess yeah, you had a free roll where I was forced, yeah. forced to take it. But yeah, yeah it's... I completely agree with you. I still think English obviously long-term is going to be good. But my, my questions, I suppose, are, are we waiting for Bont now? Are we still comfortable with bringing him in? Does he just get rested late in the season when they're not making finals? Because that I don't, I'm not even sure if they're going to make finals, guys. That is a valid consideration. I think someone messaged me about it as well. Now, if you have plenty of trades up your bank, I think you can easily kind of say, yeah, like maybe you can play Bontepelli. He'll still average you 100 um, as a sure thing, even with one arm. But that is a valid consideration. When they get towards the end of the year, if he doesn't, if they're not making finals, then they might actually say, hey, let's have surgery on that AC joint and let's just kind of park you for next year. If you have trades up your sleeve, then it's cool. You just trade him out. He'll still probably be a really good price and you can get someone else in. If you are already short on trades because you've been playing the trade game and going here, there and everywhere, I don't think you can afford to take that risk knowing that he's injured, knowing that the dogs are borderline eight, that if they lose a few games and they slide out, I think that's 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 more risky than I would like to to take, boys. I'll say this, Benny, because you look at it and you go, okay, they've got the Giants and Hawks next two weeks. Yeah, yeah, but then I look good. after that. But yeah, the Lions <laughs> away, Swannies away, so the back to back road trips, the Saints, which will be no pushover, the D's, they'll lose that one, Geelong down in Geelong, then Frio, and then they finish for the Giants and Hawks again. So coming into those last two games against the Giants and Hawks, they could be way out of contention. Because it's very possible they don't win one of those games in that stretch. 
Yeah. Bailey Smith's bound to get frustrated, just headbutt people for sure. Well, he's going <laughs> to, he's, and the thing with Bailey Smith, he's missing the two games, which is their two easiest games to score. Like, he's yeah. not going to, like, what's he going to score at Geelong? And like in Sydney and Brisbane, like away games. Oh, because the bye doesn't even count. No, oh, it doesn't. Sucks. So he's missing oh. their two easiest games. So oh, that sucks, it's man. Like it's, it's not too yeah. bad. It, the ones you kind of want with Bailey Smith and Bond's injury, injury is if you're going to go one, it's probably either Trelaw or Liver. But yeah, it's yeah. It, outside of that, I don't know if I want to even touch well, these dogs with Liver's that Liver's leading the CBAs right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd much rather have Liver right now than mm. any, of the, any of the other dogs. Yeah. So that's a consideration if you still need a dog next week. Um, Liver, have a look at him. And look, I mean, Liver's scoring profile has been pretty consistent for the year, but it's obviously always linked to his for, his forward mid split. When he yep. plays more mid time, he can score well, but when he plays a lot more forward time, he scores very poorly and his, his floor reflects that. So yeah, right now he's obviously trending more in the guts. You know, um, he probably will for the next couple of weeks, at least while Bailey Smith's out. So for an immediate bump, I think Libba's probably the one. Um, but yeah, you'll just have even to... he'll get frustrated. Like even he showed last week, he gets frustrated. Yeah, and that. So he's always yeah. a chance that, you know, it's not out of the question. He wrestles someone and clips someone and misses a week too. So it's like a good Jet Li movie, yeah. boys. I will be the one. <laughs> well, um, just to for case in point, that Libba's five round average is one hundred and ten. So mm. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's I think he's a good shake if, right if now, Bont but... doesn't play as well. If Bont actually does get rested or have surgery or, say, put him on ice, he is literally the direct beneficiary to him not playing. So well, I think Bont uh, keeps I think it's playing good until they can't. He's ma- captain like, mathematically too. He's can't, captain. But once he's they mathematically can't, and that could come after those road trips to Brisbane and Sydney. Well, and that it'll be the club like, tapping if, into. If, if Richmond, it's all based on Richmond, Gold Coast, and Collingwood. If, these, if the three teams keep winning, and the dogs drop a couple of those games. All of a sudden, they're two, three games behind. They're not catching that group. Mate, they're cooked. Gold Coast will win more games for the rest of the year. Oh, than the absolutely, they will. Based on dogs their form right yeah. now, can you outside of the next two and the last two, are they winning any of those middle six? Maybe no. St Kilda. So in that case, they're only getting eleven wins. Yeah. But have a look. Have a look more. So look at the top eight. Who's falling out? Collingwood's probably the most vulnerable. Carlton, Sydney, Saints, Geelong, Fremantle, Brisbane, Melbourne. They all look like they're going to hold their strong, right? Saints, now, Saints, it's pretty have, much... Saints have got the toughest draw of the lot. The others, no problems. But they're also on 32. Yeah, they're also, right. you know, so they've already got eight wins. So they yeah. only need a few more. Um, Collingwood's still the most vulnerable and they are a young team. So I think they're, After they're riding... After this week, mate, we'll cement our Yeah, but there's, there's nothing solidified because yeah. then you've got the Bulldogs, Richmond, Gold Coast, Port Adelaide, all chasing that spot. Well, so I think it's going to be I really hard abs- to finish. Don't get me wrong. I don't think we will win this this week. But if if Pies do beat Melbourne this week, they're a lock yeah. for the finals. So you've got because the, the fixture for the rest of the year is is pretty soft, and they'll only need three more wins. Yeah. So you've, I'll, you've got you've got this week, wins. which as soft as Dane Swan boxing. <laughs> that is sh- what well, is that? um, we'll know the shittest advertising I've ever seen in my life. We'll know a lot come Thursday night how that suits sits. Is that happening this week? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It oh, is. mate, no, no one's going to watch it. They're going to be too hungover and pissed drunk from the state of origin tomorrow night. No, we're talking about and... the Richmond game, buddy. But yeah, but I was going to say, yeah. Oh, they're talking about Dane yeah, Swan. You know, Both are irrelevant. Yeah. Well, Thursday night, you'll know more if we, if we knock over Port. That that keeps us, you know, in contention with Collingwood. Yep. But um, I think it's all it's round fifteen, which is have you guys seen round 15's fixture? That is like I'm looking now the most like like the greatest Ooh. fixture ever for a round. Like it's a tipping Mate, nightmare. That's but a we'll, hot contest. Yeah, we'll know coming out of that. Oh. We'll have a real good idea oh. of for those how playing things at home, really sit. For those playing at home, Melbourne, yeah. Brisbane, yeah, Western Bulldogs and Hawks. So uh, based on the moment, that's pretty a, hard. That's a that's a line in the same game. For, if dogs don't win that, they have got no chance. Yeah. Mate, Eagles versus Essendon, Essendon, but it's at oh, it's at Optus. In, in Optus so that's fifty so fifty. That's fifty fifty. Carlton, <laughs> Carlton and the Dockers, Geelong and Richmond, but it's at the, at the MCG. The G, so Geelong that's home oh, game. Love that. Then Sydney and Saints, North and Adelaide, but it's at Tassie, so that really balances it again. Yeah. Collingwood and Giants. That's the only the lock. MCG. That's that's a, the that's only a lock yep. of the round. 
And then Porton's sons, you'd have to tip Port at home. But that, again, that is, you're right, Swiss. Yeah, that you is are a, like a, a prodigy. I'll, I'll shout out to like Grimo and my mate Toddy we were talking about today. And we we're like, that is just like mouth-watering ground for the AFL. And we'll oh, know so a just, lot just about this. Is all what you, I'm Swiss. doing that weekend, it's all you. guys. Yeah, it's all me. Watching yes, footy. Yes, I, I am going to be stuck to the couch. Yep. <laughs> is that part of your sweat? Is it, Chris? Yeah, yeah I think I'm going to be sick that weekend. <laughs> I got the black love. Um, can we touch on forwards quickly? Is because we you know how we spoke about you know. I think 10 we've been touching on forwards. We, we have. Mate, no, I know, only... no, no, I meant, I meant, is there? Well, no, no, I meant anyone that's already had the buy because we haven't really touched only, on shit. It's only butters, and you would you bring him in? No, but he's averaging. <laughs> what's he averaging donut? last three? One hundred and eight, I think, off the top of my head. I'd rather bring in Cameron than butters this week if I needed a player for yeah, this week well, specifically. The, the two. As we said, it's it's Liver next week, or it's the two Geelong boys. Their draw: Hawkins, Cameron, even maybe Mitchie Duncan, but Cameron and Hawkins on the um, on the run home. Like get up their draw, Geelong's draw for the run home, mate. Boys, can we talk about our keeper league real quick? How I got a trade through? I got oh, this is I got Hawkins, I got Charlie Cameron, and I got <laughs> and I got Tex Walker, who all went absolutely massive this week. I think I had about a thousand point win. <laughs> Hicks Walker's like the eighth highest averaging forward. So averaging 100. Oh, it was so good. I gave up. No, but in zeros, mate, that that Geelong draw, Hawkins and Cameron on the run home. Uh, That's that's the one that you kind of want to look at maybe for your F6. So if you could perfect one. What about Duncan? Is Duncan Duncan going to come back? contention. But then what happens with, like, you know, Dangerfield, Menegola come back in? How does that Menangola all sit? is a good shake. Good shake for draft leagues. I picked him up in about two or three this week. Mm. Menangola, I think, definitely unders. Yeah, uh, he'll ha, he has to play midfield. Duncan's yeah. going elsewhere. Danger's kind of hit and miss. They really do need him in that midfield. So mm. Menangola is a good shake. Wow, West Coast straight up yep. next week. Richmond North. Yeah, okay. So a little bit tougher through that middle part, and then finishing off pretty good again with Suns and Eagles for draft leagues and draft finals, even standard. I don't mind. So Duncan's been disappointing, hey. He yeah. Mate, I would rather Jeremy Cameron playing West Coast twice and North Melbourne. Like I am I'm trying to work out how I get in Jeremy Cameron into my team. What's he priced at? Is it worth it? Can we fix it? Four ninety. He went up fifty thousand well, forty two thousand this week. The answer to that oh, really is no, down, guys, because I mean no. for guys that have Darcy Cameron, he's only ten K more, you may as well just go him. Well, he has a better better stability through his side for sure. Yeah, um, but I'm basing on that fixture in the run home. And the, how many games do Geelong have? Like they've got like five games down Geelong. And the, and the difference is where in those previous years where they've already been up there and they can rest players and that, there's this is their crack. They've got a chance they could still finish top now with Melbourne slipping a couple of games if they really belt some teams. And so, yeah, that that's just kind of my left field option. I'm thinking yeah. on the run home. Look, I don't mind that left field option. This will probably be the last thing we touch on because we are scraping the barrel here, yeah. boys. Um, Richmond have got a, a pretty good defense. Uh, Melbourne have got a good defense. Carlton as Jez well. Jez always carves us up. Yeah, yeah. Carlton yeah. as well. No, but still, you still have a, a pretty good yeah. defensive like, so it's annoying. Um, I was annoyed Jez went 153 this week. I was thinking, nah, he'll, at best he might go 100 against the doggies, so he'd still be at a good price. But that's just it's sort of annoying. But... What's he going to like playing West Coast and North twice? There, there's a there yeah, is a, a world matchup. come that last round if one of if Hawkins or Cameron were in say six of each other, I'm going to say they're going to be dual Coleman medalists. I think Don't say against, West Coast and North twice. They play they, West Coast. No, twice, I said they've North got West Coast once. twice and they've got North. Um, they've got yeah, the you're dogs. right. Even even Bulldogs, Bulldogs, Bulldogs and Port Adelaide are kind of struggling, struggling for tall timber. Gold Coast are po- actually, I think they're probably better defensively than they get credit for. Um, but you're right. Outside of that, May, May's probably suspended or injured in round 17. Let's let's face it. Um, I, I don't mind it as a bit of a left field shake. More for draft leagues, etc. I'd be trying to sort of trade those players in if you can. Uh, look at yours truly and how that worked out last week. But for standard, I think the the top sort of six to eight are far and beyond more than anything that you could ask for. I do not want variance. I do not want to be losing or winning by the whim. Of yeah. my seat. I don't like Hawkins uh, as much because he relies more on those goals and he gives goals he gives too many goal assists. But Cameron actually gets up the ground a lot, plays that sort of center half forward who, you know, he takes marks at center half back and then works back. 
because I think the other day he had like 20 touches or something. So he can find the ball. I think this wraps us up, boys. Chris yeah, is there. Look, see, Swizz, look, look what you've done to the podcast. No, look no. what you've done for the podcast. This guy's zoned out. Talking, he's in the gun. Are these guys really talking about fucking Hawkins Geelong. and fucking so Cameron? Sad. He's, he's zoning out. Two thousand and what? Late. I don't know. We, like, we said an hour, and you're going five minutes over cap. I'll send you the invoice. You're talking about shit, fucking Geelong oh, players. It's almost nine o'clock. Wrap it up. Bed to go to. Oh, here yeah, we go. see. Here hey, we mate, go. You, hey, you've already got like four kids, right? You need to calm down. Um, <laughs> that's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for our team podcast. Swizz, when are you recording yours? Mate, I'm, I might do mine soon. Yeah. Right. Chris, when do you think about doing your team I'll, podcast? I'll probably do mine tomorrow before jumping on uh, Jock's mailbag tomorrow night. So uh, yep. keep an eye out for that one, guys. Mate, that's a hefty mailbag. I will check into that, mate. The Jock boys, give them a shout out. They are a really nice bunch. I will do mine Thursday night because I can't think of much more pressing things that will be on television or at the forefront of my mind for a Benny, Thursday do evening. A, do a live cross with me at the G. Mate, if I do a live cross with you, I will be cross. Um <laughs> Cheers, shout out. Let us know how you're traveling through these buy rounds. Let us know how you are traveling. Are you looking at a donut? Are you scraping for every single rookie and premium you can get this week? Or are you sitting large like Chris thinking, hey, isn't life great not having Max Gorn? Are you thinking <laughs> like Swizz going, hey, fuck, maybe I'll give Nank a big shout out and, and risk it for the biscuits? Let us know what you're thinking because this is the time of possibilities. No one knows who's going to average the most for the last 10 rounds. Get amongst it. Get some bargains, pay some prices, and let us know head traveling. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. See ya. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.